Dave, The Bone. My name is Drew. Pronounce with the host. It's in your face with Drew Garabo. It's all right, and we'll do it live. Ooh, okay, you hear to her first. Live from the 102.5 The Bone Studios in St. Petersburg, Florida, it's Drew Garabo, live. And it's time for Drew Garabo Live. My name is Drew Garabo. And along with my radio partner and soulmate, John Senning. Hi, John. Oh, hi, Drew Garabo. How are you? Oh, hey, John. Doing great, buddy. How's your day? It's going so good. And just so everybody knows, uh, this is August 8th, 2022, 2.01 p.m., as live as humanly possible. Not a best of... Designed and curated by John Senning to get my voice back on Drew Garabo Live. You indeed are hearing me live on Drew Garabo Live. If you caught the uh, little segment we did on Friday, it's the second time I've been on the radio since mid-May. But if you missed the little teaser we gave you on Friday, then it's the first time you're hearing me for a couple of months. And I'd like to say, hi, welcome back to me and you. So we, we uh, pointed towards a big announcement at 2 p.m. on Monday, John. And, you know, one big part of the teasing game is that you got to deliver on your teases, right? Oh, I'm ready. I've been waiting all weekend to find out what the hell is going on. <laughs> I bet you have. Um, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson broke up. Dude, it, and I really can't believe you had the early scoop on that. To think mm. that you knew Friday mm-hmm. uh, before the rest of us knew. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know what you've been doing in this do- downtime, but clearly making connections yeah. uh, in Hollywood because that's uh, – here you have it. Kanye showing his pettiness by posting a fake newspaper headline that reads Skeet Davidson dead at 28. What the hell? What a big announcement. Oh, Oh, and as of right now, this very moment, John Senning at 2.02, Monday, August the 8th, just to prove once again that I am here live, and this is not a facsimile, uh, I am back full-time, <laughs> Monday through Friday, 2 to 6, Andrew Garabo Live. I've received uh, clearance from my doctor to do so. I have received uh, clearance from Human Resources to do so. My direct supervisor is okay with it. Actually, weirdly enough, the only holdup was John Senning. He didn't want this to happen. And, uh, you know, once I beat him down verbally uh, and and convinced him to let me come back and kind of share the show a little bit, um, it it happened. So thanks, John, for finally... 
I appreciate that. I'm finally mean, relenting against my uh, my onslaught of uh, convincing you that I was ready to come back. I just figure at that moment I had a little bit of leverage, so I really started working. You know my angles. Uh, I've got I've got uh, you know automatic food delivery now built into my deal uh, by allowing you to come back. Uh, they'll, they'll, <laughs> they'll deliver me food every day. Uh, I got a bidet put in the restroom here, mm. so just hot water on the BH every day. Like there yeah. were a few demands I had to make this happen, uh, but I'm so so glad that it did. Me too, and I'm really proud of you for standing your ground and really asking for what you wanted. I just, uh, you know, to have to have you be the remaining domino that had to fall to clear my return to the airwaves was ironic to me, given the amount of care that you had shown in uh, taking care of the show and elevating it while I was gone. So the irony's not lost on me that you were the last holdout to me being here Monday through Friday. The timing is is quite interesting to me because i didn't think i would be ready this quickly from what everyone had told me about the second round of my bone marrow transplant following high dose chemotherapy super high dose chemotherapy um i i thought it would take a bit a longer recovery time i was in the hospital a week ago friday you know and i kind of thought mentally and physically i was going to need some more time to kind of get my legs underneath me get my energy level back get my focus back, et cetera. Uh, but after a phenomenal appointment with my doctor on Friday, um, he cleared me to drive, uh, which was huge. I haven't, hadn't done that in months. I took a little drive yesterday. How was the drive? Like, was there anything shocking about it? Like, did you get in there for a second and like, it took you a minute to remember which pedal was which and all that? Or Great question. No, I, I've been driving for a long time now. <laughs> <laughs> and even with a couple of months hiatus, and uh, some remnants of chemo brain floating around in my head. Uh, it comes right back to you, just like riding a bike. Uh, and uh, and I just took a little drive. In retrospect, and I, I wrote this on my Substack just moments ago. Um, I should have made it a Sunday Sunday drive, where I drove myself to an ice cream Ooh. parlor with a drive-through, like a twisty treat, if you will, Ooh. and gotten myself a Sunday for a Sunday drive. Didn't even cross my mind yesterday, uh, but but today, in retrospect, that's an epic fail on my part for for you know not doing that for abstaining uh, unintentionally from the delight of an ice cream sundae on a Sunday. Dude, what an idiot! I ate some serious ice cream over the weekend. Did you? Yeah, we went to uh, Old Farmers Creamery. Not to give you the tip too much on my uncle weekend, mm. but yeah, we mm. had to you know hit up Old Farmers at some point, oh. and we just pretty much got a smorgasbord. Too much, too much. If we're if we're being completely honest, no such thing. Yeah. I had some big Olafs over the weekend, and I tell you, I'm feeling <laughs> I'm feeling a little rumbly in my tumbly oh, no. right now. I'm just, oh no! Uh, I don't know if I don't know what to, I don't know if the cancer's back, but uh, I'm just feeling a little feeling all weird. They, I think so. They changed the name, right? Uh, yeah, it's called uh, Big. You're gonna need penicillin. No, I don't know. I, I don't think they're allowed to serve ice cream right now. I think they shut it down. I think the CDC found a couple more cases, oh and then they gosh. they did an inspection of their facility. And pardon me to the Amish community if I'm speaking out of turn, but y'all don't listen to radios anyway. Um, but I, but I believe they are currently not in production. Yeah, I know that at least a couple of the locations changed their name. Yeah, they changed their name and now they're serving somebody <laughs> else's ice cream. Oh, but I I don't know how I missed it. So you saw that you saw these ones like within the past couple of days. Yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh, damn, yeah. dude, that is. I mean, that is a. Uh, I mean, remember working back in the restaurant business. I don't know if they would put the fear of God into you like this, but I remember working at Ruby's. They would just say. You don't wash your hands once. You don't do this, whatever. Don't keep the temperature right. 
you're going to kill somebody and you're the reason why Ruby Tuesdays or whatever the hell it may be goes out of business. You don't normally rebound after killing people. Man, no, Olive Garden and TGI Fridays weren't that heavy-handed, but we were <laughs> we were cautioned, uh, you know, to keep our hands clean and to use the FIFO first in first out rotation, and uh, you know that's a little sidebar we took. Sorry, folks, but there's nothing wrong with an ice cream yeah. sidebar or an ice cream sandwich. I I regret deeply not going for ice cream yesterday mm-hmm. afternoon because going for ice cream is just a joy, as John will tell you about in the next segment. I do want to say before we talk to people for the first time in a very long time that I won't have any news or updates regarding my health for several months. Um, I just underwent two rounds of intense treatment uh, designed to hopefully zap all the cancer that's in me. Um, But the scans that are going to show me and my oncologist, what they need to show me won't happen until October and I'm 100% at peace with that. In fact, I kind of love it. It allows me to push this disease ideally into the back of my mind for a while. And most importantly to you listening right now, I don't want this to turn into the cancer guy talks about cancer show. There's no avoiding the fact that to you and to probably everybody in my life, I am cancer guy on the radio. There's no getting around that until I have the announcement that I'm, I'm free of it. I'm going to be cancer guy on the radio. That's fine. There's just no need to let this awful, insidious disease that kills way too many people dominate the radio show any further moving forward than it's already dominated my life for the last year. It's been unavoidable. It's been life-altering and awful and atrocious. It has given me a few gifts as far as perspective and outlook and gratitude and mindfulness are concerned. Um, But it's done horrible things to me physically and emotionally. It's very difficult to have moments of stillness throughout the day when you know that there's a disease inside you trying to kill you. So for the next few weeks, months, etc., you're going to hear us go back to what we consider normal. You're going to, and it starts today. You're going to hear us do our show. You're going to hear me be me and as grateful as I am to be alive and as as uh, much as I want to encourage you to treat every day like the gift that it is because when you're staring at a fatal disease you're just happy to wake up every day and have a chance to fight um, with that said uh, you call with your toxic meandering uh, negative garbage and I'm going to throw it back in your face Oh-ho-ho! because I, I am who I am you know what I mean I, authenticity is my number one priority, and when we get callers, whether intentionally or not, who bring down the show, uh, it is my job as the lion tamer to get you the hell out of here, to give you the bum's rush, and to make an example out of you so that other nincompoops and dunderheads don't try to do the same thing to us. So know that um, while I am indeed a grateful person, and I believe in positivity and manifesting, you know, love and kindness and all that. Uh, don't step to us with your whack BS, whether whether you mean to bring the show down or not. Think to yourself before you dial 727-579-1025, is this phone call going to improve the product that I'm currently listening to? If the answer is no, do not make that call. If you're 50-50 on it, Make the call, but you're 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 taking your own risk. Your 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 life, 
Radio-wise is in your own hands. and oh, They're getting closer to the house. You hear the leaf blower? Yeah, yeah. Literally yeah. right outside the front door. In that front. Well, I mean, at least they're, I will say this. You know, for a second, it's a little loud, but at least they're getting up in those nooks and crannies because it's terrible when they don't blow that area and then you just get those little pockets of leaves and grass right outside of your front door. So, I mean, there's, you know, there's a silver lining here. I guess so. And and, and it kind of peels back the curtain a little bit of, uh, of what it's like to broadcast from home. I know that my uh, errant smoke alarms were quite a hit with the crowd uh, a few months back, so... Um, you know, why not have the, the lawn crew start their business right at 158 so that they can be heard on the radio as well? Uh, I have three things. <sighs> that was my afternoon cup of coffee. I brewed myself one today, John. Did you ever, uh, did you hear the, did you hear the, uh, commercial, the spot that was running over the weekend? I did not. Would oh, you play it for uh, me? I don't have it right here. Oh. I don't think, I think they sent it to me. I think John Brennan just played it for me off of his phone. I was oh. just curious because it was very well done. I think it was Galvin that put it together and it was, uh, it's a long sip. Um, it, you, yeah, it was really good. I, I thought it hear- really built the, uh, it was very pro wrestling-esque, which I love. That's awesome. I didn't hear the execution of it. I, uh, John Brennan told me about the idea and thanks to Galvin for, for putting together that together. That's super awesome. Um, I'd love to hear it if you can find it. I will uh, find it because the, that 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 means a lot that they promoted it and that Galvin put that together. That's really cool. Um, now, already people asking, does today represent the return of Give Dick a Rest, which has not been heard wow. since roughly? I think I did it maybe two or three days. After your last day, and then at some point I just said, this doesn't feel right. We need to keep this sacred, and, and we need to wait for Drew to get back to, uh, to, to properly launch it. So there are, the, the people miss it. Well, John, it has a tendency to frustrate us sometimes when people don't bring their A material. But every once in a while, you get that one in 25, one in 50 calls that really validates what you do. Give Dick a rest is what we do at the end, or did. At the end of every show, it's a tradition that I've had since I was on overnight radio where I called it Punch Em Up Live. Uh, Alan Combs, a classic radio host, had radio graffiti, a similar thing. Jim Phillips, my friend and mentor, had the Dupa line, uh, which he stopped doing once I started doing Give Dick or, or uh, Punch Em Up Live. It's, it's been something that's been part of my radio life since about 1997. And it's a way for hardcore fans and listeners of the show to say something hopefully witty say something poignant to something we discussed earlier in the day or within the universe of drew garabo live and um i don't think the show is really the show without it so i think today should indeed john mark the return of give dick a rest circa 547 or so That's and, and, you know, hopefully it's one of those situations where, you know, the OGs, the people that made it great in the day, you know, they got a taste of what it's like for it to not be around and that people will be grateful and have learned their lesson and and will bring, uh, you know, their A game today. That's all we can hope for. Sometimes you just don't know what you got until it's gone, as that fantastic heavy metal song or hair metal song taught us. And, And maybe being without it, being forced to live without it for so long. We'll make those OGs, the ones who really make us laugh, step up and elevate their game and really slay it today uh, on the last segment of the show where you just call and we just put you right on the air. As opposed to before that when you call and we just put you right on the air. (laughs) However, with Give Dick a Rest, you're given about anywhere between five seconds and and 30 seconds at the very most, stretching it a bit, uh, to to hopefully – 
put your wit on display and and dazzle us uh, with your uh, with your amazing witticisms. Uh, that was two of three things, John, yeah. that you said. What's the third? I did them in all in the wrong order because I should have led with the with the with the first one or with the funny one for last, I guess. But mm. I had a question about the chemo that I don't think I've asked you personally oh, yet. Sure, yeah. Um, please. So the weeks that you did, the first rounds of treatment that you did, yeah. you know, I, I got to see what the, and, and just understand what that was like. And then by the last round, your bounce back was felt so much quicker. And like you said, you're even surprised at how good you, you feel today or the worst days after that first round of chemo anywhere near as bad as the worst days after the stem cell chemo. <sighs> um, no, no, the, um, the first round of chemo that I did, I had more nausea because I don't think they did a very good job. And this is before I went to Moffitt. I don't think they did a very good job of managing nausea with, with medications. Gotcha. So I had a lot more nausea, which was a, a huge pain and, and really just it forced me to associate chemo in my mind with vomiting. So that lasting effect took a while for, for months. All I had to do was think about something involving chemo or see a book that I read or see a, a, a water jug that I used, and it would make me throw up. The, um, I would take the vomiting over the after effects of the high-dose mm. chemo um, that I experienced in first late May and then just a couple of weeks ago um, just because with the – extremely high dose of carboplatin and etoposide that I got, um, the side effects were just dreadful um, as far as deficiencies in my body, things popping up, pneumonia, colitis, um, the the malaise involved. The, they got to x-ray your chest to make sure that you don't have a pulmonary embolism for crying out loud. Um, the after effects this time were much, much worse. Oh, wow. It, it, it's interesting because just see, I mean, I, I saw you both ways, but there was also that big gap of time. And, and like you said, the bounce back. And I think it was like that last round where you, you essentially went into training like, uh, like Rocky Balboa to get ready for it. <laughs> well, I wasn't chasing any chickens around or punching any sides of raw beef. Uh, but I, I did get my body ready by going on those long walks, uh, which now, unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to be able to do until I, uh, can get some treatment for this neuropathy in my feet because the the side effects, the lingering side effects of this last round, um, ramp, ramped up two things, and that was the neuropathy in my feet, and that's that's nerve dead nerves in your feet. So my feet literally twenty four seven feel like they're on pins and needles while at the oh. same time being encased in wet cement, um, and they're also numb. Uh, I can walk, but I don't think I'm going to be able to walk for long distances. Uh, and, and I'm looking into some treatment. In fact, I have an appointment on Wednesday for this central nervous system therapy uh, that supposedly has helped several athletes oh, heal yeah, from stuff. Yeah, tell me about that. Yeah, and, and, and has helped people with neuropathy. I'm on medication for it, but to be frank with you, the medication isn't having much of an effect. I only notice it when I don't take the medication and the neuropathy gets worse, but it doesn't necessarily make it any better. And then, um, I, you know, I, I'm an I'm an honest guy, and I'm and I'm full full disclosure. Uh, my hearing really took a hit this time. Oh. With each round of chemo, because it's platinum based, it affects your hearing worse and worse. And this time um, was just awful. I've got the closed captioning on my television. I know I frustrate the hell out of Sarah, who won't show it ever. 
Uh, but but I'm not, you know, when someone's talking to me, if there's any background noise at all, I'm like, what? Yeah. What? What did you say? Hey, oh, what? Yeah, I can't hear you. I got the hearing yeah. loss. So that's a, that's a thing. But they they say that part might go away, uh, which is great. Uh, other than that, everything's cool. You know what I, uh, I I think I mentioned this to you before, but my dad has some version of neuropathy, uh, and, and I was looking years ago at different CBD and stuff. And you want to know what I read? A lot of people uh, have good luck with is the uh, the transdermal patches, the the mm. the one to one that's like CBD with a little bit of THC. Okay, uh, I, I was uh, I was reading that that has uh, helped some people out with that. So you know, if it gets to that point. Man, if it gets to that point, I'll try anything. I'll, you know, I'm at a point where I'm I'm desperate to get my feet to a reasonable uh, way where I can I can go on walks. So if the central nervous uh, therapy doesn't work, um, you know, I'll be uh, be hitting up my local dispensary. I just googled it. Another alternative remedy: uh, have one of your best friends uh, suckle your toes until you start to feel things. I'm gonna need to see your source on that before uh, actually going to it. Yeah, no, no, no. It, trust me. It's is that from Mother Jones? Yeah. Is that from uh, Drudge Report? <laughs> is that from Infowars.com? Is that still a thing? Uh, sadly, no, 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 no. I don't think it is anymore. As of the last. Yeah, what week. a world we live in, where you you can't name grieving parents by name and say that they're faking their kids' deaths. What a crazy thing! It and and the fact that it took so long to come to fruition. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I know that the the justice system is slow, but I mean, it's been. It's been forever that these parents have had to deal with that and uh, and, and to think that it's just now coming. But, but with a bunch of, I mean, they, I don't know that, that that really helps the pain, but there's a lot of millions headed their way. There are, and, and I think it helps all of us to watch Alex Jones suffer, to be honest yeah. with you. And, and if you don't believe in karma, which I'm not sure that I do, uh, it'll make you believe a little bit that his idiot lawyer allowed all of Alex Jones' text messages to be sent to the uh, the plaintiffs in this case. So, can that be real? Like, how can that? How can you have gotten to the point to where you're a legitimate lawyer and Alex Jones hires you, and then you accidentally send all of his cell phone, you know, to the prosecution? And there was an opportunity in between. To, to, to label it privilege so that they wouldn't yep. they wouldn't share it and they were too stupid. I, I mean, it has to almost be a setup. Like, like, I mean, I don't know what can happen, but with something like that, you almost wonder if he can appeal it and go, I had terrible representation. Just look at how stupid they are. I read that he cannot uh, cannot appeal it for that reason, and it, it, it'll uh, reinforce your belief in a higher power that that <laughs> happened to a scumbag like Alex Jones, you know? But we're not here to talk about Alex Jones. We're here to talk to you. 727 579 1025 and 800 771 1025. John, I don't even have those numbers written down in front of me. I haven't said them in months, yet they just boom, roll right off the tongue from memory. It's like riding a bike, baby. Well, welcome to Drew Garabo Live. What up, Drew? How are you feeling, buddy? Feeling pretty damn good, sir. What's your name? Dude, my name is Greg. I want to just say, brother, I, I, I went through this 11 years ago myself, not the same that you have, but I had um, kidney cancer. Oof. And the um, the chemotherapy, I, I'm sorry, man. I just wish I would have died. Oh, Jesus. From the chemo. Jesus. Yeah. Why? Yeah, it, it was so bad, bro. But, well, hey, you know what, buddy? God I, bless you, man. I mean. Thank you, well, my hat is off to you. One hundred percent. Keep fighting, brother. Keep fighting. 
Okay, I, I will. But Greg, if you if you had died, then you wouldn't be here to make this phone call. So I, I don't know about wishing that chemo had killed you. Believe me, in those moments, you wish for the peaceful comfort of death because death would be better than that that suffering that chemo inflicts upon you. But now years removed from it, my man, you got to realize that you received the gift of waking up this morning, homie. I, I did, buddy. And you know what? I am so thankful for the man upstairs for doing that. And I, I hope the same for you, bud. Really, Thank you. Thank you. You know, um, you get better, bud. Oh, I mean, okay. you're... Right. <laughs> I hadn't planned on you, not getting better. Uh, you, Thank you. you. Helpful. Well, I hope you do get better. I mean, you and your, your buddy there beside you, um, you make my day every every day that I hear your voices. So, Thank you. Good luck, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate that. We're not friends. We're just radio yes. acquaintances. But thank you very much. I hope you have a good afternoon. Yes, sir. Thank you. I'm starting to yes, correct sir. people, John, when they – okay, goodbye. Oh, wait. Was that – was that was he referring about – was that in reference to us? No. Oh, oh, I thought you were saying that you and I weren't friends. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm God. saying – wait. He, he said my friend to oh. me, and I've taken oh. it upon myself to start correcting people oh. – when they say my friend, because if I don't know you, you're not my friend. Oh, no, you and I, we're thick as thieves. Okay, hey, I don't know what that expression. What is that expression? Even? Thick as thieves. I want to get to the bottom of it. Thick Doesn't even make any sense. Thieves. Uh, thick as thieves. Um, thick as thieves. It, um, I've only got a 1998 crime drama starring Alec Baldwin and Michael J. White. I'm boycotting Alec Baldwin because he sent support and prayers to Anne Heche, which I we'll heard. talk about during yeah. It's Okay, It's Not Okay. Uh, okay, okay. And he's on. a murderer. What does the... Uh, very close and secure. Okay, that doesn't... Uh, where does it originate? The phrase thick as thieves was actually a translation of the French idioms... I, I, I don't know these words, Drew. I can't even pretend. It's a French oh. saying. You want me to try? Or? Yeah, please. Uh, si entendez comment le rend et foie. Oh. Which in English means like thieves at a fair. Like thieves at a fair. So I guess they maybe work together in packs to, to pick pockets. Yeah. Oh, that, I guess that does make sense. Like you're thick running as thick. thieves. Like you're rolling deep. Yeah. Yeah. Thick. Welcome to Drew Garabo Live. Who's this? Oh, that's Swinger Bob. S Swinger Bob. Hey, Swinger Bob. Yeah. How are you today? I'm doing fine. Hey, look, I, I, I totally get where you're going through. You said you had a transplant. Huh? I did not. Or was that... Oh, oh yes, I'm sorry, I did. Uh, yes, a, a bone marrow transplant or stem cell therapy. Yes, they uh, they extracted 15 million of my stem cells, stored them, and then put them back into my body to rebuild my white blood cell count after some high dose chemotherapy. Yeah, I did the same thing. I was, Pretty cool, uh, right? And... <laughs> hey, look, the only good thing I could say about the stay in Moffitt for that, I was in it for 21 days. Oof. Well, the food was pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's all right. It, you, it, you know, the menu stretches a little thin once you've been there, as you know. I was there for like 17 days, and, you know, the options can wear a little thin. Uh, but, but the quality is always good. And I'll tell you, man, the, uh, the rebirth process, today I'm 20 days old after transplant. It's interesting to see how your immune system starts building back up and how you start building more energy and stuff. Did you get your own stem cells or did you get somebody else's put in you? No, I went and, you know, gave him beforehand, so I got my own back. Yeah, that I'll tell you, that makes the world of difference, my man, because those people who are unfortunate enough not to be able to harvest their own stem cells and get the aloe, whatever it's called, 
uh, tons of problems with that. They get a graft versus host disease. They get all kinds of rashes and stomach conditions years and years and years later. So, uh, you know, salute to us autologous types. Yeah, I, uh, I, actually, the lady, the woman who was in the room next to mine, and, you know, those walls are pretty thick. There. I could actually hear her moans and everything because <clears throat> she had the same thing, and but it was not her own. And yeah. they said she was going through a lot of getting a lot of pain from it. It's a but, rough time. But you don't have, do you have multiple myeloma? I don't. I have uh, testicular okay. cancer. Okay, that's why I thought I didn't think it was. But, yeah, it's funny. You did the same thing I did, but for a different different uh thing and i'm i'm glad they're going to be able to cure yours and get rid of it hopefully Hopefully. with god willing but mine will never go away it's something they can only control well my man I i will tell you even if i'm in the same boat as you and for whatever reason they can't make it go away every day we wake up we have an opportunity to fight this thing and to make a difference in this world homie so thank you very much for calling and sharing that with me and i really appreciate you listening to the show hope you have a great afternoon Man, God bless you, man. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate that very much. Right back at you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. 727-579-1025. 1-800-771-1025. John, I was just realizing, you know, so much for not letting cancer play a major part in the show. I was like, man, no updates until October. Let's let's move forward. And their first two calls are like fellow sufferers i i feel like uh i, I feel like you know there, there's going to be a, a window there where it's, mm. it's undeniable and people want to connect with you in some form or fashion no question. or check in but and i'm happy to do uh, it and i think i think i think those will uh you know trickle out as, as we move forward yeah and i think that guy misspoke when he said he wished chemo had killed him in those moments i've never wanted to die i've never wanted to end this magical roller coaster of a life that i've been able to live um, but in two moments, one after the round of chemo, that I, the emergency round that I needed because the tumor in my belly had grown to like 13 centimeters, and then the first round of high-dose chemo, um, it, it's hard to describe, but when you wake up for like the fourth day in a row and your entire existence is suffering and pain and and a lack of energy – you just want it to be over, you know, and and sure, you know that you're going to be able to fight your way through it after a couple of days. But when you've been fighting it for a couple of days, those are dark moments. And I try to keep most of my darkness from you. I I shared my darkness with other people who told me, you know, hang in there. You know, you don't you don't mean what you're saying right now. And I did mean what I was saying at the time is is that I would have welcomed the peaceful embrace of death as opposed to just waking up every day feeling like that. And in retrospect, I wish I hadn't said that. I wish I hadn't felt that way. But to those of you who have been through it and those of you who are going through it, you're going to get through it. It's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel, but it's there and it's bright and it's warm and it's awesome. Well, and t- just the, 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 the amount of time, like I know there are people that obviously go through some variation of this for years on years on end, but I, did it, well, did the first round start in October? Um, that sounds about right, right? That does sound about right. Yeah. yeah I was diagnosed in late August, um, maybe like maybe September, but, but probably yeah. October. Well, just about that. I mean, when you think of it like that, I mean, we're talking about a year 
uh, with with only a few weeks somewhere in the middle of of, of any sense of normalcy. So I mean that is a uh, that's big. That's that's a lot to handle when you know as far as seeing the forest through the trees at that point. Yeah, you're right. And in the last year, one of the only really super fun things that that Sarah and I got to do was on a rare spot. Just like it was so rare that I was able to come back to the radio for that week, we found a rare spot between treatments where we were able to actually stay at the Hard Rock, uh, go to dinner at Council Oak, drink champagne like normal people, and um, and that one weekend just really stands out to me of like the one fun weekend that I've gotten to experience in the last year. I know I've got more ahead of me, and I can't wait for those, uh, but it's been a year of dealing with this disease, homie. And hopefully nothing but brighter days ahead, my friend. You're right about that. Should we take a break or shall we take one more? Let's do the John Senning thing and take one more. I I can't tell you how many times I was listening. And from a uh, bookkeeping perspective, I was like, man, he he should really go to break. And then I I would hear you say, we really got to go to break. So let's take one more. (laughs) And from a listener perspective, I was like, Hell yeah, don't make me listen to those commercials yet. So for for everybody who tuned in for the big announcement, which if you missed it at 2, I'll reiterate now, uh, the announcement was that clearly as of right now, uh, I am back on the show that that bears my name, Drew Garabo Live, uh, full-time, Monday through Friday, 2 to 6. I am, as of right now, from home, uh, but who knows what the, the immediate or distant future might hold as far as an in-person reunion goes. I don't know anything yet about that, uh, but I know some things. It, it, it's it's funny because, you know, sitting over on the other side of the desk, I don't think I, I – I'm de- I've definitely never been aggressive with talking about time and stuff, but I don't know if I'll ever be able to uh, n- even gently nudge you on anything time-related because I have just been a complete disaster for the most part. Well, your job is to nudge me whether yeah. you're a disaster <laughs> or not, and even if it makes you a hypocrite, um, I still need to be yeah. reined in a little bit. So uh, it's, it's a weakness that both you and yeah. I have. We want to – extract the most enjoyment out of a segment even if that means screwing us over later in the show uh but uh but we are who we are and 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 i think the results show that people seem to dig what we're doing welcome to drew garabo live who's this don't make us regret taking you who are you carmen i regret it already oh drew i'm just kidding carmen now firstly it obviously it's amazing to hear you again and um, and I know you don't want this to be the show about what everybody's gone through. Mm-hmm. But like that last caller, he referred to you as a friend mm-hmm. and you said. We're radio acquaintances. Um, yeah, but people who listen to you consider you a friend. Because hey, lady, that's not my that, that's not my problem. I'm here to correct you. You know, we. <laughs> I'm here to I'm here to define our relationship and. Whereas you might right. consider us friends, I don't know you, so. Oh no, a hundred percent. Well, you know what? Even, let, let I don't let me, even me, know what you look like. Exactly. But, See, so how can we really? be friends? But let me let me back off that uh, back off that a little bit because I'm thinking out loud here. Can I be your friend without you being my hmm. friend? Because I think my resistance is, I don't know you well enough to call you my right. friend, but I share enough on the radio to where you might know enough about me to consider yeah. me your friend. So yeah. realistically, I have to accept the fact that you could say 
my friend accurately. I'm your friend, Drew, whether you like no, it. No, 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 no. You're not my friend. No, that, let's, oh, no. let's, no, yeah, no. You're not my friend, but I can be your friend. Oh, yeah, you're my friend. Right, but, but you're not my friend yet. If we met, <laughs> if, if we shared a Chardonnay or two and shared experiences and got to know each other and it was pleasant, Maybe, no, maybe you'd be my friend too, but I need to back off my resistance to people I don't know saying my friend, because if I'm going to share this much of my life, then I think there's a reasonable expectation that you've built up perhaps an artificial friendship in your mind. Therefore, it is accurate to you for you to say my friend. So thank you for educating me on that and, and enlightening <laughs> me and, and helping me come to the realization that I need to stop my disdain when people say my friend because to them I am their friend just don't expect yeah. reciprocity there yet no but I, I can't wait for you to rip somebody and then I'll know that the real Drew's back but not close. me well I found your phone call to be a tro oh oh not you okay a right. go ahead babe no no no, no 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 I no no you're amazing God you bless are. thanks Carmen great bye to hear bye. from you dear thank you all right bye -bye. thank you my friend thank you <laughs> You know, it's just very, very protective of the word friendship, yeah, yeah, John. I, I, res I respect it. I don't have very many. I of feel them. like I've been calling a lot of people my friend lately. Now I've got to rethink my whole life. It's something that is done by a, a great deal of. Uh, I don't want to be ethnically insensitive, but like uh, Middle Eastern shop owners. Hello, my friend. Well, that was ethnically insensitive. Oh, sorry. Coming up next on Drew Garabo Live, you've heard John Senning for months now struggle with his and his beautiful wife's decision not to have children. Well, over the weekend, John got to experience, <laughs> albeit temporarily, what it's like to, if not have a kid, have the responsibility for a kid. Did that make my friend John Senning more likely to become a parent himself or less likely to become a parent himself? 